Okay, welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I am here today with Isaiah Michael Joyner, and this is so exciting for me because this one really hits home as Isaiah and I have a very, very special relationship. (laughs) Uh, He also happens to be the founder and CEO of Reserve Concierge, which is a luxury reserve uh, concierge service that services a lot of the prominent companies here in New York City. Hi, Isaiah. Hello, Bettina. First of all, I just love that you say my whole name. Like, that is like, that is really, what um, What did he say, Birdman say? Put some respect on my name. Yeah. That is really it. I appreciate that. Yes. I love that. It just has such a great ring to it. So distinguished. I don't I even think Michael my Joyner. parents knew what they were doing when they did that, but I thank them years later that they did. It's so fitting. It really is. Thank you. So, Isaiah, thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to find time to do this because, people, he is busy. He's really busy. So I always say, if you are not triple booked, then you're boring. And I live a triple book life. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here's to us all artists being triple booked, all right? Um, so thank you so much for being here. And so the this is a little bit of a different interview because the reason why I wanted to interview Isaiah is because Isaiah is an entrepreneur. He is a business owner. And a lot of times, you know, artists, we are actual entrepreneurs. We Our own businesses are ourselves, right? We have to market ourselves. We have to develop ourselves. And so I wanted to speak to Isaiah from that standpoint and just try to see, um, get some jewels and some gems from him that we can apply in our artistry. And um, Isaiah also has a new podcast that's coming out called How to Juggle the Struggle, which is going to be very exciting. And he's going to talk to us about that as well. But first, let's start off with you just telling the listeners how you started Reserve Concierge. And um, and yeah, just go from there. So I started seven years ago, 2010, um, I started out of sheer necessity. When you are finding yourself in a situation where there's some type of void or lack of something, then that means that there's a need for something else. And so that need was me. That need was me to provide my services to corporate executives who had wonderful assistance, but they weren't as fabulous, if I should say, or in the know on where to go and um, had the relationships with venues in New York City like myself. So I started working, when I was working at Essence, I started the company and it just came from a vision. I was like, I should do this. And I literally did it. And seven years later, I am now representing or working with some of the biggest companies in the entertainment space, as well as now in sports which is completely crazy, but it all started with a vision. But how do you even start that out in terms of getting the clients? Is it just like how do you get your name out there, especially if you are starting out and you don't necessarily have like the 20 uh, people who can speak to speak on your behalf about past events and um, projects that you've done for them? It's like how do you even start to generate that that client roster? So for me, it was pretty simple. It was just think about who I already knew um, through my work experiences, And granted, I started young, right? So I didn't have that many people that I knew, but I was like, listen, out of the top five, I'm sure two or three of them can help me and rally behind me and what I'm looking to do. And that was exactly it. I told one person, and what it became was word of mouth, right? I told them this is what I wanted to do. They said, hey, well, if this is what you are interested in, we can definitely work together. Here's something that I need help with. I supported them. They were pleased with my services. And then they said in return, they would introduce me to their colleagues and other friends um, that may need my services as well. And that's really how it became word of uh, business, rather, because it was all word of mouth. Sometimes people think, oh, you need 
all of this marketing and you need all these campaigns behind whatever you're doing. But honestly, the first campaign in marketing is word of mouth, good or bad. Mm. Well, yeah, because right now everyone makes such a big deal about social media. So how important do you think that that's been to your business (laughs) and to your brand? Not important at all. Honestly, if you go to my Instagram page. um, Which is? Which is at Reserve. Now, Reserve is spelled with no E at the end for some distinction. So it's R-E-S-E-R-V underscore concierge, C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E. I I spell that because a lot of people have, you know, they've been mixing it up. They're like, hold on, is it C-O? I mean, E-R? Like, it's it's a mess. So it's Reserve with no E under the N, after the V, excuse me, um, underscore concierge. And that's on Twitter. Um, It's just Reserve Concierge together. But on Instagram, underscore. I spent too much time even explaining what that is because I don't use it. So sorry. (laughs) I don't even use the – I don't use the platform. I don't. And the reason why I um, have not felt like, you know, I needed to was because, again, it's all been word of mouth. And I'll be honest, like, my clients, are they on social media? Totally. But are they the people that are looking at my social media page saying we're not going to hire him because – he doesn't have these like this amount of followers. No, so it doesn't. For me, it, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would you recommend for artists who feel like we need social media and we have to kind of build up this whole hype and all these followers? Do you think we should just focus on what? Do the work. Just do the work. There's a lot of girls out there with 50k and 100k and followers. And guess what? They're looking at a stack of bills at home, and they're not doing really much work. They're just all show. Do the work. Do the work. Okay. And the real show is when you really do the work, you will be on the shows. Whatever we're watching, we'll start watching if you do the work. Mm. Um, so when you're starting out with a business and also when you're an artist and you're trying to market yourself, you know, the funds are very limited in the beginning. And so how do you get past that? Because it does take so many resources to invest in yourself and your business. How do you get around that? I had breakfast with um, an associate today. And he, too, is an entrepreneur, and we were talking about it. And I was telling him the tough, the toughest times I had were the first five years of my business. And he said, why is that? And I said it was because there was not like I would get a check, but then it was like I had an overhead that I couldn't afford. My overhead I couldn't definitely afford, but then I would have a check. It would all go to, the, to support my overhead. And then I would be like, damn, what's left, right? And... I then started thinking like, all right, well, I know this is temporary. I know that great air is coming um, and there's no lack in my life. The, the mindset is what creates wealth or lack. Mm-hmm. And I've just been blessed to have the mindset that I don't recognize or acknowledge lack at all. That is key when you are working for yourself. First, you got to work with your mind to be an entrepreneur, period. Um, because you're going to realize that there are some days when you're looking and like, did I really sign up for this? Mm. Um, is this really for me? But for the greater good of it all is when you can tell yourself, listen, I signed up for this. And temporarily, it may be kind of rough. I may have a bump in the road. I may be like, damn, where's the next t- check coming from? Um, but I know that this is what I'm called to do. And when you understand that, you then know that the checks will come to you with freedom and ease. That's something I've always admired about you, that regardless of anything, you always have such a strong connection to your faith. 
Totally. Well, listen, I always say if you don't, I, I mean, if there was an atheist and no disrespect to those atheists or non-believers out there, but if you ever questioned any type of religious or supernatural or higher power, become an entrepreneur. <laughs> It'll give you the faith like no other. Um and that is true. Yeah. You're like, you know, there's some fearful days. You're, Beyond, you're right about that. But where fearless faith cannot exist. And I don't know about you, but I I vow to be faithful and, and faithful in more than one way. Right. Faithful to the creator, faithful to my vision um, and faithful to myself. Mm-hmm. Fear, fear serves no purpose. Mm-hmm. And I will not say that, oh, I don't have any, I'm like, oh, I'm never fearful. Hell no, I am fearful sometimes. I Shit, you walk out the street and you're fearful, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, well, it's today the day that somebody's going to pull out a gun. You don't know, right? Yes. But then you realize that because you have faith, you can't live in fear. Yeah. And, um, oh, my gosh, you just reminded me. Because I remember, like, when you were first starting out, and I would be like, oh, my God, Isaiah, you have to take this job or you have to do this or whatever. And I would always kind of talk to you from, like, a very fear-based yeah. perspective because I would feel like, oh, my gosh, like, why would you turn this down? Like, like what are you thinking or whatever? And you would always be like, mm, nope, that's not really part of my brand or nope, that's not what Reserve Concierge does. Child with no would... money in account, so about no thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you always had, like, such focus regardless of the circumstances around you. And I was just like, I did I did not understand it at all. And then, of course, many years later now, when I feel like I've done projects where I'm like, well, why did I do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it not only confuses other people, but it confuses me. It's like, well, that's what people mean by branding. It's like people should know the type of projects that you work on and yeah. the type of work that you do. And if you're kind of all over the place, you know, it's not really – it's not an effective strategy for the Completely. business of the brand. I want people to look – like I want – I'm very clear about this and I've always been clear – when you meet Isaiah, you know that he is skilled in dot, 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 right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who have, like, 20,000 dots. I don't want to be that person. <laughs> I want to just have, like, this, 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 right? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to come to me and say, oh, my God, I'm looking for a publicist. Not me. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to come and say you're looking for a marketer. That's not me. What I want people to know me for are the jobs that I take on. Whether that be under reserve concierge or whether that be me consulting for someone, Listen, I'm still open. I still do consult, believe it or not, sometimes. If somebody comes to me and says, hey, I have a gig. Um, it's working under this agency. Do you want it? If the money's right and the time is right, I'll take it. It doesn't have to be the Reserve Concierge show. But guess what? I take it because I know that money that I'm making fuels me and fills me to make sure that I could do whatever I want to with Reserve Concierge. And then I can also have the spirit of discernment to be like, if a client comes to Reserve and I don't want to do the project, I could say no because I got a little money over here that I did a gig. I, that's one thing for sure I would always tell people. Don't be afraid to take a gig that is not your show. And for those people who are acting who it's talent, you know, your talent, quote unquote, don't, don't tell yourself like, oh, you know what? I can't do this because I'm the supporting actress. You know what I mean? Be the supporting. You learn some of the biggest jewels when you support Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, I take a gig and I'm like, damn, am I really like working for this person? Like, cause it's not my show, right? But those have been some of the biggest life lessons when I signed up to support somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so for our listeners who don't, who aren't completely um, up to speed on Reserve Concierge, what are the services that you do provide? You do a lot of client gifting, client high gifting, end gifting, high end gifting, um, client corporate gifting. We provide services for. Um, athletes as it relates to the U.S. Open. So where to, where to dine, where to shop, 
um, where to be entertained. We know where to go. We have the relationships with venues and vendors. Um, and we do special events. If there is a TV premiere, whatever it is, um, if there's a client dinner, um, we do it. We don't do weddings. We are not booking your travel. We are not, like, I have a lot of not doing, and people are like, oh, well, why do you say that? That's blocking a blessing. No, it's not blocking a blessing. It's welcoming other blessings that I know what I can do well. Mm-hmm. And so what is it about the personal events versus the corporate events? What do you like more about when, with the corporate events? I like both, and I do personal events, um, whether it be somebody's having a birthday party at their home. I've done that. Um, holiday party. I do like those, but... What I love about corporate is the money, honestly. <laughs> it's greener. It's longer. I'll be honest, right? You know, personal, it becomes the how much was that? <laughs> what? Now, hold on. Can we carry the one, take the two? Like, they are so adding in their head. And I get it. Personal, it's your money. It's your coins. Corporate is like, wait, how much was that? Okay, spend. And I shouldn't say that, but it's true. Um, it's more fruitful. Bigger budget. It's bigger budget, depending on who you're working with. I have some corporate people. I'm like, oh, girl, call me next time. But... <laughs> It just depends on who it is um, and what it is. And I'll say this, spirit of discernment. Having a discerning spirit is key. And I think that is what has guided me in my walk as an entrepreneur is I pray over everything. And my intuitive spirit will say, do it or not. And there's been some meetings I've walked in and people are like, oh, we should partner together. We, we should partner. Like, we should do X, Y, Z. And I have a meeting with them, and I'm like, mm, no, we shouldn't. Why do you think we should? <laughs> and most would say, oh, well, you know, that's about collaborating. I will collaborate with you for the right person at the right time. But that's my discerning spirit. And I'm not signing up for everything. So it just depends. I mean, but if I could give some advice, have a spirit of discernment. Mm-hmm. Ask whoever that higher power is you believe in to give me the steps. Um, I always say that some of the best affirmations are three words. Order my steps. Mm, order my steps. All is well. All is well. Those are just, every day, you just get up, order my steps. That's what happens because then you'll find yourself in situations where you're walking down the street and you're like, oh, I'm going to stop and get a coffee. You go and get a coffee. You're in line with someone. They're behind you. You spark a conversation and you realize that they're this big executive and who is actually, can you use your services? Or you, if you're acting, you're like, oh my God, this is a talent like scout, whatever, because your steps were ordered. And then you find yourself in situations where you're like, oh my God, I'm in rooms that I never thought I'd be in. I'm having conversations with people that I never thought I have. I'm building relationships with people that I thought I'd never meet. It starts with ordering your steps and asking the creator for a spirit of discernment. Mm. Um, So you touch upon before uh, you touch upon support, that it's okay to support other people and that you you get some of your best learnings um, from from being in the role of supporter. What does support to you mean in terms of like from family and friends starting off as like a business owner and, um, you know, feeling a little bit like, because I feel like when you're you're starting out, it's like very lonely, you know? Oh, it is. It's like, gosh, it's very lonely. It's like you just are kind of out there and you, I feel like you kind of lean on your support system a little bit more and sometimes they're not really there to kind 
trying to catch you or hold no. you. Um, and so how do you deal with that? You know, I was just home and, you know, one of my, you know, one of the most important people to me, my mother, <laughs> <laughs> I shared some very exciting information with her and she was not nearly as excited. You probably, you probably got, you probably got like, remember when it was, um, it was, um, what's the movie? Um, Coming to America. Remember? Yes. And um, Sexual Chocolate performed and after they were done, all you heard was, <laughs> One clap, right? Yes. That's it. And, and you know why that, that is, though? <laughs> why is that? The deadliest place to be is in between the hands of two people. And what do I mean by that? When you're waiting for somebody to applause mm. you, it's the most detrimental. Like, it's just detrimental, right? You, to your psyche, to your spirit, because we're always seeking praise. We're learned, like from children, we're always seeking praise. Good job. Way to go. So you're, like, you get that from a child and you're like, oh, my God, if I do good, I get praise. Then as an adult, especially as an entrepreneur, you're always seeking that validation. And it's human, right? We always want somebody to say, good job. Yes. But you have to make sure that you stand with yourself and stand firm in what you're doing when nobody's applauding you. And family, believe it or not, I love my family. I, I say all the time I've been blessed with one of the best families. Yes, you have been. They are um, amazing. They supported me in so many ways, right? They supported me. They were like, I came out the closet at freshman year in college, and my mom was like, all right, cool. You know, like at first, you should probably pleaded the blood a thousand times and <laughs> anointed the room with oil. But then, I'm joking, but she accepted me, right? I'm, yes. used, to, I'm, I'm used to a family that is tr- truly open and accepting of what it is I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But believe it or not, I, the business wasn't one. And my mother always is like, yeah, she she still sometimes she still will joke around and be like, oh, you know, you're a fake entrepreneur or whatever. And she and she's a hoot. You know this. Yes. But uh, good old Aunt Sandy. I, Shout out to Aunt Sandy. Oh, God. <laughs> I but I realized that, you know, I, I could be wounded by her her words. Right. Or I could just be like, you know what? She doesn't get it. And that's the thing. Your story. Nobody will ever get. It's not for them to understand it. You don't even understand it half of the time. It's about making sure at the end of the day, whatever it is that you know you're called to do, you work on it. And you realize that the only applause that you may get is from yourself, but that's why affirmations are important. Mm. That is why you can affirm yourself and say, affirm to yourself and say, I am someone. I am a genius. Everything I do and touch is gold. I, everyone I meet is the golden chains or golden link to the chain of my success. You have to. Mm-hmm. Or else you'll be out there really like, oh, my God. Hey, girl, guess what I did today? I was on, like, such and such. And people are like, oh, okay. And then you feel deflated. Yes. That's exactly how I felt. Totally. I'm just confused. Like, oh, my God, why wouldn't you be excited? Like, I'm a part of you. Like, my win is your win. Mm-hmm. Like, you should feel, like, proud because I'm your daughter and that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, you know, that I'm, you know, um, what is it, expressing the all the hard work and mm-hmm. the love and the, you know, work that you put into me. All of this is a manifestation of that. So I would think that she would just be just as happy as I was. And that was not <laughs> that the case was further from the truth. It happens like that. But it's okay. It is okay. Because what happens is eventually, um, once you really are on the main screen, right, and she can click and see you on television every day, she will then have that aha moment. And it happens all the time. I guarantee if you got a thousand people, I'm quite sure Steve Jobs' family was like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I'm certain. Tinkering around. Oh, my God. I'm certain the founders of Uber, the people are like, wait, you put in this job? <laughs> Screens. Yeah. Exactly. Like, right. what are you doing? And they don't get it, and they're not supposed to get it. They're supposed to understand it later. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then um, how do you then reconcile those feelings where you kind of feel like, oh, you weren't here for me and my when I needed you the most. And now you kind of want to a lot of artists talk about that. It's like once they then, you know, have certain amount of um, external success that other people can get behind and they can see, then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, my God, I always had the faith in you. I always knew you could do it. And that a lot of artists are sitting there like, oh, my gosh, like that's actually not the case. And then people get kind of upset when they feel like the artist is, um, I guess, pushing back towards them a little bit. Um, I go back to those three word affirmations. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Wait, it's not gonna serve you. Let it go. I already know. Listen, I affirm for myself from this day. What is this? December thirteenth, right? I know I will be on television. God, called, I already know that, right? I already know that. That's a part of my walk. I will be on television. I will be a motivational speaker. Like the best days are still yet ahead of me, but when they when those days approach, right? I, I'm also certain that I will have a lot of people knocking at the door, right? Hey, like, I always believed in you, and I never felt the belief in them, like or belief in me, right, from them. But it's okay. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to love them all the same. I'm like, thank you. Because believe it or not, even if their silence even was golden to me. Mm-hmm. Because what that did, I'm quite sure, and you can attest to this, if there is someone who has not said way to go or has not patted you on the back for your good deeds, it's cool, but I guarantee it's fueled you. It's fueled you in a way to say, I'm going to do my best regardless. Or I'm going to show them, right? We become then, like, I'm going to prove to you something, right? Mm -hmm. And it's cool. That prove to you something has just made you work harder. That's true. That is true. Um, And all these nuggets, I love it because you're all going to be able to hear these nuggets on the regular when How to Juggle the Struggle comes out. So when can we expect this? Top (laughs) Top of January. Like, I kept pushing it back. Um, I I mean, I was pushing it back. And now, I think why were you pushing it back? Fear. See, I told you I can be fearful. But, um... Never I'm, the right time. Oh, my God. Is it the right time? And, and and timing is key, right? So, I had been busy and I had was like, oh, let me push it off. Let me push it off. But I can't push it off anymore because I say this on my podcast. If you continuously push back and delay things that you're supposed to do, you are only delaying your divine destiny. And I don't know about you, but I got some I got some money to get, mm-hmm. <laughs> some trips to take, and some lavish dinners and parties to have with some people. So I don't want to delay that, right? right. <laughs> and I just want to be like, all right. And I also, moreover, that's like, that's all self-interest, right? But the bigger interest is how I can serve others and inspire everyone else. And so, I, I mean, there's some people who are really starving for words of wisdom. And there are really people who are starving for those continuous pushes to say, hey, you can do it, right? right? And they're not looking for it from the people who are the T.D. Jakes of the world, right? I love T.D. Jakes. They're not looking for it from the Tony Robbins, right? Because those people are wonderful, but you can, you may not be able to see them on the train. You're not going to see them on the train, right? Or you're not going to be able to say, oh, I know him. Mm-hmm. And they're still a little bit out of our reach. They're out of our reach. feel very far away. This is a little bit more relatable. Yes. And so I don't want to delay that any further. So top of January... Um, I will have that. And if I could say one last thing, Bettina, stay in it. And whoever it is out there who's trying to figure out, like, all right, I'm trying to do whatever it is, right? Stay with it. Don't quit. And don't despise the small beginnings. Listen, my small, my small beginnings have really built my endurance, my faith, and my character. Like, some, I'm, I look up sometimes, I'm like, damn, like, I still don't have X, Y, Z. But as I always tell myself, I'm more than enough. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I love how you said that you're more, this is more relatable. And it's so true because um, even David, shout out to David. David is our engineer here today. Yeah, shout out to David. Shout out to David. And David was even saying that, you know, because Isaiah has been coming here and he's been recording some of his podcast um, episodes that you'll be hearing soon. And he was for that really quick. I hate to cut you off. When I say order my steps, right? Mm -hmm. How I met David is that I was, I had a gig for the U.S. Open. I was looking to hire, like, a temporary staff. And a friend that I used to work with who I took, when I was taking a small project, not under reserve, I met this friend. She and I stayed in contact. And when I reached out to her, I said, hey, I'm looking for a solid team. Do you know of anyone? And the first person, she was like, you got to hire, you got to talk to this guy, David. I reached out to David. I hired David. But I was always curious to know, well, what else is it that you love to do, David, right? Everybody has a passion, passion and purpose are two different things, right? But what is your purpose, right? And so David's purpose is to really be this dynamic engineer, which he is. And he runs a startup, right? Doing that. And when God gave me the vision to start my podcast, I was like, all right, who can I reach out to? And immediately I was like, aha, like it's David. And I, I thought back and I was like, there you go, God, right? I never know why I'm meeting somebody in the moment of, right? But when I think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, because I affirmed for you to order my steps. Mm-hmm. And there was a reason why I hired him. And there was a reason why I met him. And there was a reason why I asked him what like, he was interested in and what he does, because God knew I was going to need it down the road. Yes. So shout out to David. And I'm so grateful that I have like become to know David and been able to employ him in this way and more ways than one um, and to really see him work on something he truly loves. Yes. And I loved how earlier David was saying that he is already getting all the lessons, you know, meeting with you on a regular basis. And that one of the biggest ones is that you have everything that you need. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of times as artists, we feel like, oh, well, you know, once I lose the weight, then I can do this. Or, oh, once I have this piece of equipment, then I can do this. Or, oh, once I have, you know, this look or this, you know, this job, then I can get the bigger job, whatever it is. Or you always feel like you have to have something else before something else. And Isaiah's uh, motto is that you have everything that you need. I have everything. Everything. There's not one thing that I need. And even when I think that, like, oh, I, like, I, you know, like, oh, I would love to, I want that, like, X, Y, Z. A want is different from a need. And the creator, who I serve, is like, I know what you need. When you need it, how you need it, where you need it, your want list is great. Your want is your wish list, right? It's like when you are looking online and you're doing online shopping, you add some, you put a heart on it to that's your wish list, right? Mm-hmm. But your need is completely different. And what we all need at the end of the day is to be loved, to give love, great health, peace. And once you have those things, you're like, all right, I got, I have more than enough. There's somebody who woke up with less than that, right? So I still like to say whatever it is you're doing, whatever you're working on, continuously tell yourself, I have more than enough. Ask the creator to order your steps and remind yourself in those moments when Bettina, your mama, is not clapping for you and like, oh, I get it, girl, congrats. Tell yourself all as well. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> 